you make no money when people move in. You make all the money you make in multifamily when people renew. Because when they renew, you don't spend $3,000 to replace them. Vacancy loss, marketing, MRO supplies, what have you. 3000 divided by a cap rate of six is $50,000. You will make $50,000 every time somebody renews. Plus, they will pay you a gratuity in the form of a rental increase. So when I say the magic formula, that governs everything. Everything we do is with the resident renewing, keeping heads in beds. One of our day one rehab items is to 100% replace the air conditions. We live in Houston, Texas. My market we'll do is that Texas. Day one. All of day them. one. Everybody's going to get one because the number one reason why people move out is maintenance. And then when maintenance headache is air conditions. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. I interview the top commercial real estate investors and industry experts so you can learn from their experiences. So if you're an investor, a high W-2 earner or real estate or tech sales professional that wants to invest in real estate without having to manage properties or leave your day job, then this podcast is for you. Or if you're already investing in real estate, but you're doing it part-time and you wanna become a full-time multifamily or full-time commercial real estate investor, this podcast is for you too. You're gonna learn a ton. You will learn from real life multifamily investors and other professionals in the industry. They're gonna share their blueprints for success. And I'm super excited that you're here. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello. This is Abel Pacheco, your host for the Five Talents Podcast. We are super excited today because we have another amazing guest, Mr. Robert Martinez, the apartment rock star. And uh, if you've never heard Robert before, man, you're missing out because he has a lot of passion, a lot of motivation, a lot of enthusiasm for what he does. And he does it in a big way. And he absolutely has some numbers to support some of this motivation behind him. $420 million of real estate assets under management. So let me say that one more time, $420 million. Uh, so the Rockstar Capital, they've been in business for 10 years. They own and operate 4,200 plus units in 19 states, and they've won some national awards for what they do. So we are humbled, we're grateful, we're appreciative to have Mr. Robert Martinez on the show. Robert, how's it going, brother? And Abel, hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. I'm excited to have you. And like I, like I told everyone, an amazing person to have the opportunity to interview. And also, if you are listening and you're in a spot, you need to grab a pen and a piece of paper because this is one to take some notes from. I'm going to ask him all the questions. We're going to find out how he did it. So, Robert, why don't I turn it over to you for a moment? In your own words, tell us who you are and what you do, and we'll just start a great conversation here. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, thanks so much, man. I, I, I'm, you know, first of all, I don't even know how I got here. I, I am so blessed and, and and honored to be on your podcast. I'm. I, I've been able to, you know, live a dream that I didn't even know existed. You know, I, I grew up in deep South Texas. I grew up in a border town, McAllen. Uh, my daddy worked at Whataburger, which is a fast food franchise here in Texas. My mother worked at Levi's and later Hager's before those plants shut down and went down to Mexico. And as my first mentors, they said to me, go to school and get good grades. And so that's what I did. I went to A&M, Texas A&M here in Texas, have an engineering degree. Uh, then I went out to the workforce for 10 years and I sold oil and gas equipment. And I was a commission guy 
And any good commission guy wants to get paid in commission. He wants to, because he believes in himself. He believes in his merits. He believes in, in his ability to, to generate for himself and his family. And what happens in corporate America is that they move that goalpost from you. And after that happening a couple of times uh, where people were taking my territory that I worked really hard to develop and hope to have future residuals, I found real estate. I found it accidentally. I found it because I was just trying to find a way to supplement, supplement my income from what my employer was taking from me. And I listened to a guy on a radio show. It sounded interesting. I went to the $500 boot camp uh, on a weekend. When I left there on Saturday, I thought, man, I'm going to be the single family king. This is great. I've learned everything I need to know. Then I went on Sunday and I, I uh, got the multifamily you know, education. And I was blown away by what I learned. I was blown away by the massive generational wealth that, be, that could be created. And it looked like it was really simple and, and achievable and attainable. So I wrote a check later to join that club. It was $10,000 at the time. I'm a big believer that you, before you invest in anything, you got to invest in yourself. You got to pay for mentors because what you're paying for is you're paying for their old mistakes. You're paying to find out what they did so they don't, so you don't repeat those. Momentum is amazing, but it can stop on a dime real quick if something bad happens. And I know people who got started in real estate thinking that they were going to turn the world on fire. And instead, they got stopped in their tracks when something bit them that they weren't expecting that they easily could have avoided. So I pay for that mentorship. I've started with a, an investment partner there that I met through the club. And over the next three years, he and I purchased 10 deals, 2,000 units. I was the operating arm. Life happens, partnerships end. And I started Rockstar Capital in 2011. But I brought with it all of the experience that I learned during the recession. My career got started in, in, in 07, right before the great crash. And when that crash occurred, it turned into hand-to-hand -hand combat. And you either are going to put someone in the dirt or they're going to put you in the dirt. So I took my sales background. I, people spend a lot of money to professionally train me and I trained my team to keep us afloat. And we not only stayed afloat, we did refinance events, made a bunch of cash during the Great Recession in 07 and 2011. When I started Rockstar, I took all those lessons with me. Over the next 10 years, we acquired uh, over 4,000 apartment units. Today, that portfolio is worth right around 420 million. We're very good at what we do. We've earned 19 city, state, national apartment association awards. We've done 13 cash out refinance events. And personally, uh, I've been awarded the um, Houston Owner of the Year twice. Two weeks ago, I, I was uh, crowned the Texas Independent Owner of the Year uh, by the Texas Department Association based on 2020 results, based on COVID results, number one in the state during a COVID year. And, and I am the country's only two-time National Independent Owner of the Year. But I didn't get here alone. I got a fantastic team. I've got a group here that supports me. And we just, you know, again, I'm living the dream. I never thought I would get to this point. I never imagined that it, when I left, you know, 15 years earlier to try to find four or $500 and think I'm going to buy a single family rent house that it would turn into, you know, a portfolio of $420 million. Yeah. Look at that, man. Thank you very much for just kind of elaborating a little bit on, on, on your backstory, right? Cause we hear $420 million, 4,200 units today, but there was a whole other set of string of opportunities even before rockstar. So I did, I didn't know that. I've never heard you say it. And, uh, that that's awesome. How long was that run even before Rockstar? Yeah, it was from 2007 when I had a previous partner from mm -hmm. 07 to 2011. I got out of school okay. in 1997. Like four years. Yeah. yeah. So from 97 to 07, I was, I was in oil and gas. Yeah. Uh, I did that. Yeah. And that's where I kind of made a few dollars that I was able to put into real estate. And that it was that four year window there with my previous partner and then 10 years at Rockstar. Okay. Got it. Yeah. This, this is amazing. So there's a few things that I heard I want to just double back on, right? That I think are so valuable. 
one of the first ones is uh, you invested, you invested in yourself, you invested first in yourself. Many people that I talked to started with the program. I started with the program. I went to the free Saturday or Friday, Saturday with my sister. And then all of a sudden I'm running a check for 20 grand on the Sunday. And then I did that four or five times and it just kept rolling. Right. But even the very first one, I think I, I hear on the flip side of that, where a lot of people go, oh, uh, the, those guys, they're just taking your money and they're coaching and they don't know how to do it and all that stuff. What, what I, I like the way you said it is you paid for their mistakes. Uh, you paid for the lessons from their mistakes. Yes. So those mistakes that they made, that's what you're, that's what you're paying for. So tell us a little bit about that. What, what does it mean to invest in yourself? Uh, uh, invest I mean, in yourself first. Yeah. Real estate can be an amazing lucrative career, just like any business opportunity. But if you don't properly prepare yourself to understand what you're going to face, you're Mm going to fail. You're going to fail. And and if you know that on the other side, 10 years later, it's 420 million waiting for you. And all you got to do is drop $10,000 right now and pay for a mentor who has met somewhat of a map that you want to follow. It it, it pays. It's more than pay for itself. Right. Because real in real estate, momentum is everything. You've got to keep going around the monopoly board. You can't hit that square that says go to jail, or in this case, lose your investment. You can't lose money because that's like your scarlet letter that you're going to have to wear around. I lost people's money or you lost your own money. You're paying to not make mistakes. But understand this too, though. I don't care whose program it is. I don't care. I don't have any programs, to be honest. I mean, I'm one of those guys where those that can do, those that can't teach kind of thing, right? I, I'm busy running my, my portfolio, you know. I'm going to be involved in my very first mastermind in September. And our, our mutual friend, Ellis Hammond, is the one that organized it. It wasn't my idea, but he's like, man, this is an amazing thing. Just just start talking. People will get the, you know, the value out of it. You know, I remember when I was in that real estate club, the guy that ran it said to me, 80% of you that just wrote this check will do nothing with what I taught you. It's so hard to even hear hear that, believe it, and then to witness it. Probably even more than eighty percent in my classes that I just never saw them again. Never saw them again. And and but twenty percent will do something. And you know, I wanted to make sure ten thousand dollars back in 07 was quite a bit of money to me. I wanted to make sure that I didn't waste that. You know, that was my kids' money. That's my money. That's my hard-earned work. You know, and so I took it very serious. And I went to the classes and I watched the videos. And more importantly, the key to this education is the networking. It's hanging out with people just like you, like-minded, who all want the same thing. Because if you become friends with within the group and you start going out and having dinners and cocktails and whatever, you're going to be successful. Because what you've done is now you've replaced the five people that are in your life before you join that club or that program. And you've replaced them with the five people that are in that club. And that one guy owns 150 units. The other guy owns 1,000 units. Maybe one guy owns 4,000 units, right? But these are now in your new five. You will become the average of that five, just as you were probably the average of the five before. You know, I had some really good friends growing up. I talked to very few of them today, if any, especially the ones that I had at church, right? Because I did something very different. You know, I was in a young Mary's class and we had all these friends and we're all having babies together. But I ventured off and I did this. I walked away from my W-2 job, you know, and about $150,000 was quite quite a bit of money in Houston, Texas in 2007, you know, and to walk into something where I'm going to sit in that chair making $36,000. One, people didn't have the risk to do it because it's risky. Two, people didn't have the support. 
from their friends and their family. Your biggest critics will be your friends and your family. No, no, you've got this great job. You've got this great house. You've got it all set up. You know, you're good. You're good. You got this good life, right? But what gets in the way of a great life? You know, a good life. You've heard that before. So you've got to challenge yourself. I wanted more. I wanted to see what I can do. I saw something that I thought I could be really good at, that I had an advantage at because I've got a sales background. I understand numbers. I have an engineering degree and I can talk and I can communicate, which I think is the key to life. Communicate to people what you want. And chances are they're probably going to want to help you get what you want and you can help them get what they want. And that there's a circle of life thing that goes on. Right. But that that's where I feel that it's just very important. You've got to connect within the group. It's not about taking the class and then you never used it because you had nobody there to ask you, how are you doing? You had no one yeah. there to ask questions like, hey, what happens when you do this? What happens when you do that? Like, like today's war, like I don't have a lot of peers, you know, but yet I still go to Grant Cardone's mastermind. I go to these other groups because, you know, I'm going to go to this one in the summer, Jeff Hoffman. That guy's a billionaire and he has a 12 person group that I'm going to sit there that I wrote a check for. And he he's the inventor of Priceline.com. He's the guy that invented the airport kiosk. I went to Brad Lee's event not too long ago because the guy's got a multi-hundred million dollar business. I don't have those. Yeah. But I want to know those. And I want to sit there and be around other business owners. I want to be around the guy who's done that and I can pay attention and learn. So continuing that education never stops. Yeah. A hundred percent. Not if you're driven. Yeah. You're going to keep learning and you have to, and you have to, you know, learn the next thing to have the next breakthrough. And, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And then when you sit around at a table like that, you, the light bulbs go off and you realize, oh, this is how they did it. And now you've got a little bit of glimpse, like we're getting a little bit of a glimpse into, into how you created yours. Right. And so it sparks something and, and you, Somebody listening right now, the one person, right, is going to take it and drive it and, and, and be the next uh, rock apartment rock star. And then others won't do anything with the information. And uh, man, don't be, if you're listening, don't be the, the uh, 80%. Don't be the 80% guy. Just keep you know, going. Look around. If you're competitive, you'll look at there and you're like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And when you have a chance to visit with somebody, because, you know, obviously my time is valuable. I don't, I don't, I don't do a lot of other things because I do, yeah. I, I, my time is valuable. But if you can get me out there and you buy me a drink, what am I going to do? I'm going to talk about my favorite subject, me, right? And I'm going <laughs> to say things. And if you're there truly wanting to absorb and learn, you're going to hear things. I remember when I was sitting in that Grant Cardone mastermind, I'm there. I'm the only one in the room that had more than 50 units. There's 50 people in there. And I'm staring, he's talking. And when I hear him talk, I can read between the lines because I've got that many years of experience. They're hearing the black and white of what he's saying. I'm sitting there talking and then I'm starting to ask questions that are probably a little bit more sophisticated and developed than the other guy. And I get there and I visit with him some more. And guess what? You know, he's, he was going to come to our office yesterday. He flew into town and just couldn't make it because he had a tour of 3,000 units, right? You surround yourself with those kind of guys, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what it, you just got to constantly put yourself out there. You got to shed that introvert mentality that, that mom and dad said, don't talk when you're, when you're not spoken to. You got to raise your hand. You got to ask the questions. You need to cut her outside the line once in a while and yeah. see what happens. Because you don't want to live in that box. Everybody else lives in that box. I want to live over here, not in this box. Were, were you ever an introvert? No. Okay. No. I, my mom used to call me Motormouth growing up. I was the guy <laughs> that we, we, we didn't have enough money to, to fly to Disneyland or anything like that. So we would travel, right? We, we would go with another family. We had a big big van, one of those, you know, like economy line vans that we would rent. And my job was to sit up in the shotgun seat and talk to whoever was driving because I was nonstop. I was that guy. <laughs> keep keep up the driver. I and love two it. in the morning because we're going to get there like in 18 hours, 16 hours. Yeah. So Robert, you need to nap during the day because you're going to be up all night on graveyard shift talking to Frank and he's going to yeah. be driving us home, driving us yeah. to, to Disney. 
That's awesome. Well, <laughs> somebody like me and you, I can relate because I'm not the introvert also. However, there's some introverts that are listening right now. Who are the introverts on your team so that they can kind of, uh, every introvert that's here listening, they can kind of learn from. Who are the people that are on your team as introverts and where do they excel at in their in area of your business? Because this is such a team sport. Everyone's got a spot. If you're exactly not exactly right, you it's know. okay to be an introvert. You can make money being an introvert, but you got to have a partner that's not an introvert. And at the same time, you're going to balance that guy out because he's going to want to be like me. He's going to be the riverboat gambler that's going to want to, you know, do yeah. everything. But you got to have your 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 uh, analytical guy. The reason the, the introverts are analytical. They're sitting there. They're thinking, no, wait, is this a good idea or not? Well, what happens if I do this? No, the guys like me are like, hey, you know what? First one through the door, let's jump over that wall. Let's go. Let's see, what, let's see what's on the other side, right? You got to balance yourself out. Your introverts are going to be your accountants and your bankers. But listen to what I just said. Those are your money people. Those are your accounting guys. They're the guys that really understand. I just have a unique concept. I have an engineering degree, so I understand yeah. one plus one, and I can do a formula, but I can also have a little bit of personality. And what happens is, is yeah, you gain confidence you're going to talk even more because mm-hmm. you're very sure in your subject matter, mm-hmm. right? When you mm-hmm. talk to the accountants, if you get them talking about what's important to them, they yeah. will talk. They're just not naturally going to get on a podcast with Abel and sit here and start talking and whatever. But yeah. it's okay. If you're going to get into real estate, it's fine. It's just that at least, at least one of you has to be the extrovert. Uh, yeah. Husband wives are perfect because they're typically opposites attract. Somebody's kind of loud. Someone's kind of quiet. And sometimes it's the man, and sometimes it's the woman. Yeah. It just, it my just wife is uh, my wife's absolutely our strategic partner in our relationship. She's in the background, but I'm telling her about every single conversation and who I'm, you know, considering a partner with on our next deal and how to put it together. And she's like, "Is this the team that did this X, Y, and Z? Is this one?" And she's my strategic partner, but she's she is pretty. Yeah, she's definitely not in in front of a camera. That's for sure. And that you're very blessed for that. I think that's amazing. I actually got divorced a few years ago. And what yeah. happened was, is like somebody let let somebody like they cut the string to the kite and the kite took off mm-hmm. or they yeah. opened up the cage and the dog just took off. So I, I don't have any kind of ending holding me back sometimes anymore. And that pays off at times. Other times it doesn't. You know, yeah. I do believe a partnership is the best way. I think you're going to make probably less mistakes and, and you're going to you may not get there as fast, but you'll get there cleaner. Yeah. You'll get there with more stability. I had a little up and down in my life, but. I look at yeah. there with, with a little bit of stability. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for that insight as well, too. So, okay. Kind of pointing this back to a couple of the things you said. Every time I joined a program, which I've joined many multiple, what I've found is that uh, my network got bigger, better, however you want to think about it. I met new people that were amazing friends and built amazing relationships. They led me to other opportunities. And essentially, we've been stamping out deals as co-sponsors. That's kind of where I'm at. We've done seven deals. We started a fund uh, and then we're on our fund number two, right? And, you know, at our level, we're just, you know, kind of trucking along. As you, I think I heard your network grew because of those programs as well. What importance did networking play in your deal you know in your in your business and your operations what importance does network play there i think there's two halves to my business life at rockstar there's probably the first eight years where i was in this investment club and my network are the people within the club so my equity my lifeline were in that club when that when that relationship ended you know when 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 i start to go in a different direction i had to learn to fend for myself i had to learn to to evolve, right? Because what happens if you're constantly given food, you don't ever learn and you forget how to kill, 
And we are all na natural predators, but we put it away if the food's easy, right? And so what happened with me is that when I left that club, I, my, my claws came back and I was able to learn how to scrape and fight again. So I was ready for COVID. COVID was just a, a repeat of the Great Recession, but the government got involved and they gave a bunch of money to everybody. I was ready for like, you know, I'm ready for chaos. I'm ready. We were ready to go. We had, you know, we, we, we were online ready. We Our leases actually went up during COVID because we were vir virtually integrated. We had virtual tours. We had everything ready to go because I had spent some time with Gary Vaynerchuk, again, one of my earliest mentors who said, learn to storytell. And he said to me, find a way to put yourself out of business and then develop, develop a, a defense against it. And for me in the apartment world at that time in 2015, 16, going out of business meant if my office was closed permanently, which is what happened four or five years later. But during that time, we had hired a production team. During that time, we, we had been able, we had gone from not having websites to having websites to having not just online pay, but paperless to be able to do the full virtual tour professionally done where you don't ever, ever have to even leave the comfort of your living room. And you could literally move from Michigan to Houston, never having gone to the leasing office and your keys waiting for you in the apartment. So our tours went up, but it's very important to constantly network and have people. When people join my company, I learn new things. When people join my company from the outside, I saw how they were doing. They're like, wow, I've done it for, you know, I built this business by eight years, putting my head on the ground and just going to work. Never looked up. The last two or three years is when this coaching and the mentorships and the workshops came about. I never did any of that because it was actually frowned upon by the real estate club I was in. They felt like you were cheating on them, like as if you were cheating on your spouse. And yeah. so when I left that club, I missed the mentorship. I missed the networking aspect and going to these other places. My God, when I went to Grant Cardone's, I realized I don't have an investor relations team. I'm personally on the phone talking to all of my investors to raise an ex-equity. I can't do that and still run my company. Yeah. So we yeah. got an investor relations team. I realized that I needed an asset management team to think like me, more owners thinking like me, because my property manager guys don't think like me. And if I'm not there in the field telling them what the business plan is, they don't know what to execute. So you, we've needed this different space. So I credit those first mentors. Gary Vaynerchuk would show me how to storytell and saying that you're a media company first before you're a property management company. And I credit Grant Cardone for saying, man, you better promote it or you're demoting it. You know, and I've taken that lesson in my personal life. When I watch my kids, I have, I have three passions. Two of them are my two boys, Ryan and Connor. And my third is his business. And, but I, we play soccer. We play soccer at a very competitive high level. And both my kids are predators, but I make sure I'm that dad. I'm that dad on the soccer field that's yelling and cheering because if I don't do it, Abel, who's going to do it? Yeah. Promote it. If you don't promote it, it's gonna You're demoting it. And that's right. It. If I, I don't encourage them and I don't say, Hey, there's nobody on that field that can stop you, right? Then where are they going to get that from? Coach is not going to tell them that. He's worried about 10 other kids. Hello, hello. You're listening to the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. If you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you're serious about achieving financial freedom. Are you ready to create your own path through multifamily investing for yourself and your family? Then I know you're going to appreciate our investor's guide to multifamily investing. It's titled Tackling Commercial Real Estate the Easy Way. We use this guide to invest ourselves in $93 million worth of real estate. So we're gonna show you the basic mechanics of multifamily syndications and how to evaluate your next passive investment opportunity. So the best part, if you subscribe to our podcast now, leave us a review and a rating, I'm gonna give you a free copy of our ebook. So please take a moment to do that now. 
Once you've done that, go to 5tcre.com forward slash ebook, 5tcre.com forward slash ebook. Make sure to let us know you left a review and we're going to send you a free copy. So thank you so much for subscribing to the Five Talents Podcast. We really appreciate it. Such a powerful statement right here. Let me let me pause real quick because you, you make me think about some of the old things that are coming back with my dad. My dad had, he played softball when he was younger and he had this glove and he's showing me how to throw the ball around. But what one of the things I remember about him was he wrote scripture inside his glove some pretty powerful scripture and it, it was you know things like you know do not do not be afraid right whatever whatever those things were and he had the scripture there and i can remember him telling me those these stories of the storyteller uh my grandfather my great-grandfather him and he was the one that said hey son you're a child of the king you march to the beat of a different drum not you don't have to do what everyone else tells you. And I remember that now that actually, as you say it, if you didn't tell your son that, who else was going to tell him that on the field? Tell him. And that, sto- that is going to stay with him for the rest of his life, man. Yeah. And I explained to him too, like when you get a goal, mm-hmm. celebrate, like it's the last goal you're ever going to have. Because yeah. one, you never know it's going to. And two, you like the feeling of a celebration. You know why people drive nice cars? I have a nice car because it yeah. makes me feel good. It makes yeah. me feel good because I know yeah. what it took to make it. I know what it took and I know what it takes to keep it. Yeah. And and I, I want to make sure that there's constant reminders. So if I can be a reminder for my children, like the way your dad was for yeah. yours, that's yeah. very important that they yeah. hear that because they will teach their children like that. Like you're, you're going back on this, right? You remember, I can see it in your face. Right? Yeah. You're, you're going back in time. Mm-hmm. And and it's really, really important and powerful because you got to have those memories. I, I My dad, I love my dad. But he was such a workaholic. He wasn't there for those events at times. And so I think with me, as I got older, you know, I don't miss games. And, and I hate it when they miss games and I'm able to go. Like something happens, like they're with their mom and they go away for a weekend or something like this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Mother's Day weekend yeah, and yeah. there's no game Saturday. And I'm really like, damn it. I want to go watch him play and I want to see him score goals. Right. Because I want to cheer. I need him to hear me cheer. So I try to take that approach here at work. I try to be very encouraging. You know, it's very high energy here. I, I wish you were here, able. You could see people to come by this office and they see. You know, the, the we got about four thousand square feet. There's yeah. just you got digital marketing, you got accounting, you got you got uh, um, investor relations, you have asset management. You know, it's just we have all these groups there, and they're. I talk out loud. I'm one of those guys that like I, I believe in brain share. I believe yeah. in communicating. I, if I learn something, I want you to learn it too. I want you to grow with me because I think if I invest in you, you're going to stick here a long time. I'm very excited. We just did an equity raise right now. It's the first time in the 10 years that my team can invest in one of the deals with us. Wow. And I get, and it's it's a cherry of a deal. It was a very closed offering, only $3 million raise, very, very small for us. They took off 20% of the, 25% of the equity. Boom. And you're boom. Owners, and, and real owners right there. Real owners. And then, to make it for them, what I wanted them to do is like, look, I don't believe in 401ks. I don't believe in stock market. I don't believe in that. But I believe in multifamily investing. And I want you to get excited with me. I want you to share the win with me. So I told all of them, whatever you put, I will put up to $5,000. If you match me, you have a 100% return the moment you buy that deal. Mm-hmm. Then we together, we will operate it. We will use the magic formula. We will force appreciation. We will refinance this bad boy out in three or four years. You're gonna you're gonna take that five thousand dollars and probably turn it into twenty, yeah. if not more. 
and you're going to get the tax advantages that I've been experiencing and you're going to see what it's like. And guess what? I, if somebody had done that for me at 25 years old, my yeah. life would be very different today. They're going to get to understand what it is like for me, for what it is to, to experience from this side of the, of the table. And that's my calling today. Those are the things that I want to do. I want to make sure that I help educate everybody around me because I don't want to win alone. I yeah. know I'm going to get there. I know I'm going to get to the top of the mountain. I want to have friends. I want to have family that are next to me that we can all slap each other on the back and say, hey, remember this time? Remember COVID in 2020? Remember yeah. that time when our company pushed reset? We had to go through a management changeover. You know, remember what happened? Look at us now. Yep. That's awesome, man. Hey, thank you so much. This has been uh, even just these first few minutes, brother. I'm inspired. I'm encouraged. And I know some people that are listening right now are getting some good insights. And, you know, hearing you talk. You know, just entrepreneur, brother. You're a wartime general, an owner, operator. Uh, I heard magic formula. So I do want to ask about this. Yeah, let's, let's talk about let's, it. Let's dig into this magic formula. The most important concept in multifamily investing is the magic formula. It is understanding that revenue minus expenses equals NOI. Mm -hmm. That's how the lenders will value your property. They would say, what is your NOI? They will apply a cap rate to it. And they'll say, your property is worth this much. Mm -hmm. So- for example, a $10 rent bump on a 200-unit property is worth $400,000 of new valuation. Mm -hmm. You're thinking, what? That's amazing. $10 rent bump is on a 200-unit property is $400,000 of valuation because $1 divided by, let's say, a cap rate of six, which is the going cap rate for B&C deals in Houston, Texas, it's worth $17. We're about to do a Class A offering. It's going to be our first Class A in several years. I'm sorry, that's not true. We have two Class A's in South Texas. Our first Class A in Houston in several years. We're going to $47 million. That same formula, $1 divided by a five cap or a four cap now is now $20 or $25. So the valuation can go up so much more. So if you understand the magic formula, that means every decision you make will be to increase that NOI, whether it's through rent bumps or through expense optimization. At Rockstar Capital, we've done a very good job of, have, of controlling our resident retention. We are ranked second in the country for property management companies our size for resident satisfaction. We had four properties last year ranked in the top 1% for resident satisfaction because of the magic formula. Understand this, you make no money when people move in. You make all the money you make in multifamily when people renew. Because when they renew, you don't spend $3,000 to replace them. Vacancy loss, marketing, MRO supplies, what have you. 3,000 divided by a cap rate of six, it's $50,000. You will make $50,000 every time somebody renews. Plus, they will pay you a gratuity in the form of a rental increase. So when I say the magic formula, that governs everything. Everything we do is with the resident renewing, keeping heads in beds. One of our day one rehab items is to 100% replace the air conditions. We live in Houston, Texas. My market we'll do is that Texas. Day one. All of day us. one. Everybody's going to get one because the number one reason why people move out is maintenance. And then I want maintenance headache is air conditions. So if I give you a brand new air condition, I've eliminated the number one reason why you will move out. The number wow. then, then we go out and we replace the borders and we do everything we can to focus on basic services. If all you want to do is come home to your apartment and, and have everything work. I want water to be cold. I want water to be hot. I want water to be consistent. I want my air conditioner to blow cold or I want my heater to blow hot when I need it. That's all you really need. Uh, we do washer and dryers and all that or other things that we do as well. But you want to have just focus on basic services because that's what this is. This is a basic necessity. You must eat, you must drink, and you must have somewhere to live. And if you do it the right way, the people that are in our, our workforce housing will be wretched for a lifetime. 
So why not let them be renters with us? Why would they? Why would you want them to go explore the guy down the street when you just need to take care of them? And the better you take care of them, the more pressure you put on the rental increase, right? The more pressure you pressure you put on the rental increase, the more renewal increases you can get. So it's a beautiful circle of life combination. If you sleep on one or the other, it doesn't work. But really, if you sleep on the renewals, you don't take care of your, your existing base, you open up that back door and you let them leave, you're never going to climb out of it and you're never going to get the rental increase you need and you're never going to get the valuation increase. Because we've mastered this over the last 10 years. We have done 13 cash out refinance events. That means people have invested with me in 2016. In 2020, we did a big refinance event and you got the lion's share, if not 100% of your cash back. And we still own the deal. You take that new money. What do you do? You do it again. You play a monopoly. You buy another deal. This time we're gonna we're gonna buy a boardwalk. We bought Park Place last time. If you do it right, you will have cash flow for a lifetime. You do it right, you will create generational wealth. And because it's multifamily real estate, you can have tax deferred wealth creation through that way. I, I got a, I've got both COVID checks, Abel, both of them. And you're like, how in the hell you get COVID checks when you're probably a seven figure earner? Because I own multifamily real estate. Yeah. And my, 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 to the government, I make zero because I got mm -hmm. losses that come down. Now you can hate me or you can hate the game, but don't hate me. I'm just playing by the rules that Congress put into place years ago. So this bull crap when Biden's saying that 1031 is going to go away, not going to happen. It's not going to happen because Congress has to approve and Congress is owned by Wall Street. And you know what happened the day when he announced it? Wall Street jumped 260 points. Why had that happen? Shouldn't there have been mass panic that the, that the, one of the biggest tax loopholes ever created is going to go away? Nope. Cause it ain't going to happen. <laughs> Business as usual. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So, so many things to touch on. I, I wrote down maybe a quarter of the notes and I'm going to go back and rewind it and watch this one again. Cause there's so many nuggets you're dropping, Robert mindset, uh, NOI increase minus expense divided by cap rate is our magic formula. Our, our virtuous cycle, uh, that you created, which is improve the, the tenant situation, improve their quality of living. They're going to stay in your apartment complex and pay you more, give you extra money, which reduces your expenses, which is, keeps your NOI high. I, I wrote down also the, the, the big main services we're providing, uh, just simplified. And it makes perfect sense. I want cold, nice, uh, refrigerated units. And when I say that, cause we're in South Texas. If, if you're not from our area of, of Texas, I'm in San Antonio, Rob's in Houston, man, it is a hunt. You get during the summer, 100 degrees, 100 days in a row. And we just absolutely need AC like every day running 24 seven to stay cool. And then, you know, and if you don't get it, what happens? You're going to get pissed and you're yeah. going to move. Yeah. And uh, I, I need the basics, right? Hot, hot water, cold water, store, uh, stove. I thought stove and fridge. Like, let's make sure these things are working for everyone. Uh, so even thank you for the washer and dryers, washer and yeah. dryers to me are just as important as the stove and the refrigerator. They need yeah. to be in the unit. So if you have washer and dryer connections in, in a property that you own, you better budget for it because they're not going to put up with it. Very long. It's 2021, man. Nobody wants to go to the stinky, you know, dark, damp uh, laundry room, right? Mm -hmm. Those should be removed. You should clear it. You should put it in a many area that can actually be used. And everybody should have the ability to have washer and dryers in their apartment. Yeah. What are, what are you putting in those, uh, in the empty uh, washer dryer spots that used to be there? What They're are you just sitting there, there right now. I mean, if we can clear it, because, you know, many of them have contracts 
that we can't yeah. get out of it. So they just sit there. So yeah. they make no money. They didn't hurt us anyone there. I think eventually if we sell on the property when they're gone, they'll be cleared. We'll add a nice amenity, like another, a second dog park yeah. or, uh, you know, another barbecue pavilion area. <laughs> Literally clear it, huh? Take down the building. Okay. So there's, there's so many different areas, man. And I really appreciate your time spending here. I'm looking at two pages of notes already. And uh, I, I love it. Your acquisition process, your finding deals, funding deals. Let's, let's stop there. How in the world do you find as many deals as you do? How many broker relationships? How many deals do you walk? Talk a little bit about the machine yeah. to even like underwrite, walk, tour, go review. And, and then we'll dig into the, the funding part in a minute. But Well, it depends on where I'm at a different cycle today. I'm basically in year 14 of my yeah. real estate career. But if you're in year one, you better get involved in a circle. You better yeah. get involved in a club where because you're going to need to do two things in that club. You're going to have to meet people for networking and equity sources. And you're going to have to know who to call. In every city, there's about a half a dozen guys that sell all the deals. Mm -hmm. San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, about a half a dozen guys. But you better get educated first before you call them because you only get one chance to make a first impression. And if you can't speak the lingo, if you can't tell them that I want to be between 50 and 100 units, that I want to be on the north side of town, that I want to be in uh, an A property or B and C property, that I'm looking for a cap rate that's, you know, five to six cap. If you can't say those things and understand what you just said, Mm -hmm. They're going to laugh you out because they get a thousand calls a day from a bunch of newbies looking to do exactly what you're doing. So leave an impression in them that that you had that you are somebody. So fast forward a little bit later, you've been doing that for several years, right? They now know, hey, you don't retrade. You close every single deal. Your equity is always solid. You've never had to go and like, you know, kill a deal or whatever. So that happens. They will bring you deals because like in certain submarkets we really like, we dominate. There's a city here in Texas, in Houston called Humble. And we had eight properties there, 73% market share. I promise you, every time there's a deal that comes to market, yeah, they call good. me. Yeah. They call me first. We, we've gone through about $4 billion of underwriting in the last 12 months to try to find deals that work for us. So we, we have Sam, Sam Morris, who's our chief investment officer. He's my yin to my yang. You know, he's the introvert, but he sits there and he never crunches and he talks to the brokers. We have, we have support staff underneath him that will underwrite deals. And now we just add an asset management team that they're, hey, once the business plan is ready to go, we will give it to the asset manager who will work with the property management uh, lead and they will implement the plan. The plan. So it just takes a little while, but it starts with education. It starts with finding, you know, you got San Antonio, you got lifestyles out there. You got other clubs there that can teach you those things. They have equity sources there. That's how I got started. I got started in a club just like that. I've raised $120 million of that. 90 percent of the 120 that I raised came out of a real estate club, you know, but because I had a track record yeah. every single year I was buying deals. 120 million. So so everyone can kind of anytime you're talking to somebody when they say, hey, I got four hundred million dollars under management. The bank lends us, which is amazing. The bank gives us like 75 percent, sometimes higher, sometimes a little lower, but 75 percent of all the all the money that's needed to go. Find any business outside of multifamily and ask for a loan and just go to talk to the banker and see if they'll give you 75% of the money that's needed. It just doesn't happen, but it happens in multifamily commercial real estate. So anyways, they give us all of that money. So 400 million, multiply that by 0.25 and it gives you a general idea. Robert's raised $120 million to go buy all, all those properties. How in the world does that happen? It happens through a track record and it happens through longevity. It doesn't happen overnight. I'm telling you, I, I feel like I'm 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 living a dream because I just 
bought one deal a year in 2010, one deal a year in 2011, one deal a year in 2012, one deal a year in 2013. And it wasn't until 2014 when I started to increase velocity a little bit. And then I changed from velocity to just getting bigger deals. And then I went from bigger deals to increasing velocity, right? But you need a team. So I'm constantly bringing in people to this company. And we've grown to such a level today that we have not just a local brand, we have a national brand name. We have people around the around the country know who Rockstar Capital is because of our track record and the quality of staff that we're bringing in right now. And so these are people that would not have talked to us five, 10 years ago because we didn't have a name. And I don't even know if I could have afforded them, right? But today it's a very different animal and you're not going to get here overnight. Not unless you got a partner that's been there before. You know, there's no way it's going to happen. So 14 years. Huh? You're you're an overnight success at 14 years. A 14 year overnight success. That's exactly right. And and it wasn't until, but really the the scale and all that didn't happen until I started to, once I had a little bit of a mass visiting with all these other gurus, right? That, that can teach you, you know, they're not just social media guys. They're actually built businesses. They're, they're doing their masters at promotion, right? Because that's what this is, right? I mean, we're on a podcast today, right? Hoping that eyeballs will see this, right? Because mm-hmm. I need to get above the noise. Mm-hmm. So you got to get in as many platforms as possible to continue to raise equity for the future. And then you got to talk about yourself. It's not what mom and dad said. Hey, don't talk about yourself. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You must promote your story. You must promote who you are and your accomplishments. Because how are people going to know that you're a two-time national independent owner of the year? How are they going to know that your company has $420 million of assets unless you tell them? Mm-hmm. You know you know me today, Abel. You've heard my story because somewhere along the way, that story got back to you. Who's that? Who's that guy? Or you may, may have seen me somewhere, right? So you've got to get out there. So I can tell you, man, my schedule the next three months, I just kind of figured this out. I never did this before. My schedule is loaded. I don't even know if I have time for vaca- a true vacation. Because yeah. almost every weekend, I worked the last four weekends in a row with something related to the business. And it kind of wore me out a little bit. I've got that same schedule again in the summer. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. But man, it, it, it's work. It takes effort. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I'm, I work. I definitely work harder today. More hours, more time, more effort, energy doing this for uh, myself and our family and our business, our team, as opposed to working as a a regional sales director or sales director, whatever, over 60 people that I had in the W2. I feel yeah. like I put more time, effort and energy, but I'm more motivated and excited to do it because it's something that we're creating that yeah. when we, if we stop putting effort in, we've, we've got equity and we're creating something for ourselves. And a lot of other, our investors are, they're excited and they're happy to, you know, to, to get into some bigger deals and part of the machine as well, right? Everybody's trying to create it's also your passion. When you find your yeah. passion, it's, it's not work. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot more fun. Absolutely. Uh, I think that you know everything that you're doing is is awesome, man. I'm excited for you. Just keep crushing it. And uh, while we're here on this topic, if somebody wants to get into your world, somebody wants to invest or learn more, somebody wants to go to your mastermind that you're holding with Delisa, et cetera, yeah. where do I go? Where's the best place to reach out to you? And who do you want to reach out to you? Yeah, thanks for us. So what, what we're looking for is a partner with people who want to get their money to work, people who want to keep their day jobs and start finding a way to take that money out of the stock market. Because we saw what happened with Robinhood and GameStop, right? The little guys, the retail guys were kicking the, kicking the ass of Wall Street. And Wall Street said, uh-uh, and they killed it. They killed it and because they're not going to lose. Well, that doesn't happen in multifamily real estate. In multifamily real estate, there is none of that. You back a jockey, and then you hope that the horse that he's on will win. But the jockey always wins. It's never a matter of which horse he's on. The best jockey is going to win. It's not the best horse. So it's very important that you do your research. I ask that you research me, and you find me on YouTube 
under uh, either at Rockstar Capital or at Apartment Rockstar. I ask that you look for me on Instagram because I put on a ton of free education, a ton of free videos. Because just like this, I will show this podcast. I will highlight it. We'll get little micros and snippets. And you'll hear the competence of a guy that's been doing this for 14 years at a high level and overachieving and, and, and sur- sur- surpassing uh, um, most everybody else's results. But if you if you feel that you're a, a, that I'm someone you want to work with, I ask that you please send me an email at investing at rockstar-capital.com. You can hit me up on, D, on, a, on DM if you want on Instagram, and I'll see it. If I can, when I get to it, I'll reply to it. But the best way to get involved in our deals is to go to, is to send us an email at investing at rockstar-capital.com or to go to rockstarcapital.com. There'll be an investor tab. You can see our entire portfolio. You'll see all of our videos there. And you'll get to feel what it's like to be a rockstar capital investor. So thank you very much for the opportunity, Abe. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. I think we learned a lot. Uh, we got a lot of good insight. I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. So we're definitely going to have to invite you again and probably do our meetup. We do a meetup every Wednesday on Zoom. I'm going to have to have you come out and, and kind of share some of this wisdom there as well. And then uh, I'm excited to uh, to see some future opportunities because I'm, I'm a passive investor myself mm-hmm. as well, brother, and uh, look forward to it. And then, um, oh, yeah. Is there anything else we haven't covered today? Anything else that you were hoping I asked? I just didn't get to anything you want to share Pat for passive investors or active investors, whichever route, any knowledge. Yeah, I I just want to say, first, I want to thank everybody for listening. I know it's been a little bit of a longer podcast. and I really thank you for keeping your attention. I hope I kept it uh, entertaining for you and and value added. If you're looking to change your life, you've got to do something to change your life. Because you're just going to deal on the status quo. You're never going to move. So you're going to have to take a risk here and there. Apartment investing has changed my life. It's created generational wealth for myself, for my investors. It's not going to start creating an opportunity of generational wealth for my for my team members here at Rockstar Capital. But I, I challenge you to say, are you if you're not where you want to be, then do something different, right? Invest in yourself before you invest in anything. Consider Rockstar Capital. Consider investing with us at Rockstar Capital. And, and think about where you want to be a year, two years from now. I got here in 14 years. But a year into this, I realized, oh my gosh, I think I found something. Two years into it, I knew I had something. Five years into it, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to crush this. You know, we've got $400 million in, uh, in assets, but my goal is to get to $4 million. I want to scale. I want to be involved one of these days. And one of those deals where you say, hey, so-and-so just took over so-and-so for a billion dollars. You know, I, I want to be involved in that. I got a call from from somebody last week wanting to spend $400 plus million to buy our portfolio. And, I'm, and, I, and I'm like, wow, okay, interesting, interesting conversation. You're going to take those calls. You're going to listen to them, right? But then yeah. you're like, huh, what do I have that they want? Yeah, I know what I got. I know exactly what I got because I built it. I want to be the guy on the other side of that line, you know, making a billion dollar. I'd like to buy a hundred million. I'd like to buy 400 million. Yeah. You'd be the guy, right? I want to be that guy. Right. But the thing is, before you can be that guy, you got to get invested in the game. So the best time to invest in real estate was yesterday. We just sold a deal two weeks ago, a deal that I bought in 2011 with, with, with with, uh, nine other members, 1.1 million, right? We paid 1.9 for it. I raised 1.1. We turned 1.9 million into a $11 million sale price. 10 years later, we turned that 1.1 million into over 10 million in cash flow and appreciation that we cashed out on. We made 916% in 10 years on that deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the magic formula works, but you need longevity. You need to have the right jockey. And it's very important that you understand that the best time to invest in real estate was yesterday, but the next best time is today. It's today. Get baby. your money working, today. put it away. I promise you. 
The stock market did not beat those results from 2011. I promise you, you're going to have to have invested in something like a Google or a Tesla that just like was a startup 10 years ago to get that kind of results because nobody has deals that made 916%. If they are, please send it to me. I'd love, I'd love to see it. I've not seen anybody make 916% on a deal. You know, the deal before that, we made 673% on a deal, but that deal was bought two years later. So I yeah. still have a few more of those nuggets that one day we're going to sell. And I'm going to see if I can beat that 900% number, you know, <laughs> but you got to, you got to get involved. You got to get yeah. in the game. So you got to take a chance, you know, g- give, give it a chance. Yeah. Excited to hear. And we're starting a second fund and I have a feeling some of that money's going to be with you, brother. I'm so on, man. I'm I excited. got a class A deal that's going to make some money <laughs> right now. We're, we're going to go excited. to the portal today. I'm excited. So anyways, thank you very much, everyone that's listening. Uh, Abel Pacheco, I am your host for the Five Talents Podcast. I know you heard something today that provided you a ton of value, mindset, information, education. Go to our podcast, subscribe, rate, and review so we can have more rock star guests like Mr. Robert Martinez. Thank you very much. It was an awesome show. Thanks, Robert. Hey, thanks so much, Abel. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Five Talents Podcast with your host, myself, Abel Pacheco. Each week, we're going to bring you interviews from industry experts and commercial real estate investors who follow their dreams and achieve massive success. Before you leave, let me ask you a few questions. Did you enjoy this episode? Did you learn something valuable? Was your mind stretched to what's possible and what you can achieve? Do you want other experts just like the one you heard today? If you answered yes to any or all of those questions, then please take a moment to subscribe to the Five Talents Podcast, give us a five-star rating, and most importantly, leave us a written review. Tell us what you liked, tell us your favorite guests, give us any feedback. I'm excited to learn and improve so you can get a more valuable show. So thank you again for subscribing to the Five Talents Podcast.
Hello, hello, this is Abel Pacheco, your host for the Five Talents Podcast. After listening to a few episodes, deep down, do you know that multifamily and commercial real estate investing is one of the best ways to create financial freedom? If you said yes to that question and you are where I was a few years ago, then I'd absolutely love to connect with you. A few years ago, I started personally consuming a ton of real estate education. I traveled all over the country, as many real estate conferences and seminars that I could go to. I took 200 plus hours of real estate education. I spent thousands of dollars along the way. And I did this because I knew the path to financial freedom for me and my family was through commercial real estate and syndication. So if you've made a similar decision, I'd love to connect with you. And potentially in the future, I'd love to partner with you as well. Take a moment, go to 5tcre.com forward slash invest, and I'd love to set up a time to talk. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. Each week, we're going to bring you interviews from other industry experts and commercial real estate investors who followed their dreams and achieved massive success. If you enjoyed this episode, then you're going to want a copy of our Passive Investor's Guide, Tackling Commercial Real Estate the Easy Way. It's the guide we use to invest in $93 million of commercial real estate. It's a 65-page ebook. It's a great resource to learn the basic mechanics of multifamily syndications. And we're going to show you how to evaluate your next passive investment opportunity. So if you subscribe to our podcast now, leave us a review and a rating, I'm going to give you a free copy. So take a moment to do that now. We'd appreciate it. And then you can register for the book at 5tcre.com forward slash ebook, 5tcre.com forward slash ebook. Let us know and we're going to send you a copy. Thank you so much for subscribing to the Five Talents Podcast.